Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rams Nation, welcome back. This is Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams, where I'll bring you daily Rams news, updates, and analysis only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Well, let's jump into it. It's Tuesday, and it's an off day for the Los Angeles Rams, so keep your head on a swivel, and if you see a player... Give him a big old high five and say, congratulations, because you are on top of the division, my friend. Yes, that's right. As you heard last episode, I woke up this morning, and we are still 1-0, sitting on top of the division. Um, and we're sitting on it pretty pretty dominantly. Uh, excited. I'm just going to hit you off right at the beginning of the episode with some stats here that I thought I found pretty interesting. Um, LA outscored the whole NFC West combined. 46 to 35 in week one. Our defense even outscored San Francisco and Seattle combined. So um, off to a good start for the Rams. Week one, you're getting a lot of people around uh, the media and around the NFL saying, oh, well, you played the Colts and, uh, you know, what do you expect? They, they didn't have Andrew Luck. Their defense looked crap. I'm not buying it. We'll get a taste next week as. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals will take on the Colts, and we'll see how they do against it. And it'll kind of be a fair matchup to, in the division to figure out if it was a gimme game or if you know we actually played as well as we did. Um, with that said, we got the Washington Redskins coming in, who didn't play too well in their own right, but uh, I think are a better team than Indianapolis Colts. So we're going to get a test right away. It's McVay's old team. I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but I'm going to hit you with some quick updates, and we'll get this thing going on some of the Rams news that had broke on Monday, and uh, we'll talk about it here today. Um, one, we locked in our best player on an extension. And no, I'm not talking about Aaron Donald. Talk about Johnny Hecker. That's right. We just gave our punter a two-year extension, which will bring him under contract through 2022. And that comes with $10 million guaranteed, the most for a punter ever. Cha-ching! Pretty cool stuff. And then uh, along with that, Ethan Westbrook extension. Guy who, uh, I don't know if you followed um, Hard Knocks last year, but he had a little piece there, and there was a point where he wasn't even sure if he was going to make the team. Uh, he played great last year, had a couple big plays for us, uh, was always a good fill-in, and uh, found him found his way into good rotation this year, and is playing really well. And especially with the Aaron Donald holdout during uh, camp and everything like that, found his position, and uh, he's getting rewarded. Uh, the Rams are going to give him an extension as well. So, congrats to those guys. Um, we do have a quick injury update. Uh, Kayvon Webster uh, listed as day-to-day. Uh, when McVeigh talked about him in his press conference, he said it was his shoulder, uh, that they're taking it day-to-day, but he expects for him to play uh, this week. So hopefully we'll keep an eye on that throughout the week and see um, how he's doing. Obviously a new addition coming over from Wade Phillips' defense in Denver. So like to see him get back on the field and, and continue the dominance. That was one of the things going into week one that we were so proud of uh, was our health. So hopefully we can keep that together and that will be with 
uh, getting Webster back. So pretty cool stuff there as far as uh, Hecker getting an extension, uh, Westbrook, uh, Kayvon Webster, injury isn't as bad. And then our boy AD, the guy we were just kind of briefly mentioned a second ago, back at practice. Uh, didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Uh, again, McVeigh during the press conference when was asked about it, he said he came in pretty casually. Um, they had a, a team meeting. No big announcement was made. They're going to take him, you know, slowly along the week and, and get him some reps. And uh, you know what he described as the plan is for him to play this week. And I do not see a reason why he wouldn't. He's been working on his own over in Pittsburgh. Uh, so obviously you got to get up to conditioning and speed and things like that. So that will take a little bit of time. But it's Aaron Donald. Our defense is sick. That man's a freak. Get him in the game. So going to be fun to see him uh, running around this Sunday. Uh, again, a couple more notes from the Sean McVay press conference. Uh, you know, they were pushing pretty big on one to find out about how he felt about the win. He said tons of people reached out to him and uh, shot him messages, including some of his old um, colleagues with the Redskins. And so he, he thought that was pretty nice. But um, talked about how he's got to regain focus and get back to the job at hand. It's one of the things I love about McVay is he's got that energy. Uh, he always seems to have his eye on the prize and doesn't get distracted by those little things and the, the reward of what he's doing. He really enjoys the process and is a football guy. Uh, so that was kind of fun to hear. Um, he said that he's going to spend, uh, you know, the same amount of time this week as he does in any other week. You know, someone asked him, are you going to spend extra preparation because it's your old team? And he's like, no, I'm a football coach, man. I'm going to spend as much time as I always do. He said, so expect me to be grumpy midweek as always because I'm not getting a bunch of sweet sleep. Which for me <laughs> kind of was shocking because I don't see McVeigh being a grumpy guy. He seems like always like a positive, upbeat happy kind of guy so i can see him kind of snapping and being a little angry but not, not so much grumpy so i'd like to see what uh what a grumpy mcveigh can can bring to the table um i love this question a guy uh, in the com- in the press conference said you know hey what are you gonna do with that game ball and uh he mcveigh referenced his grandpa who has got a you know a long history of having many accolades and uh being a huge part of the 49ers big championship run back in the day and uh, he said his grandpa has <laughs> built a I love me room. And he said he's going to look into building one of those and putting the balls in the I, I love me room, which I thought is a great name for like a trophy room instead of just being like, oh, this is a man cave or this is my trophy room. This is my, you know, whatever you want to call it. The I love me room. That's pretty good. I want to have one of those here pretty soon. Actually, you know what? I'm living in it right now. It's the I love me room. It's my apartment. Speaking of love, you know, let's let's go ahead and give out. We didn't do it yesterday. Uh, let's give out some Tuesday game balls. You know, coming off the fact of McVeigh got his game ball on Sunday, which you know I thought was a little obviously it's your head coach. I get it, but it also was Jared Goff's first NFL career win. So you know what, Jared, you get my game ball. Uh, how do you feel about that, big guy? And here's why: three hundred and six yards passing. Uh, no interceptions, a touchdown, you managed the game, you didn't have that big turnover, yeah, you didn't wow us with every single throw, but you you did what you needed to do, 300 plus yards, you ranked in third in QBR rating in the league, and that's only because on Monday Night Football, uh, Bradford, Mr. Glass, decides to show up and uh, show the world that he actually was a quarterback we thought he was about 10 years ago, so... Um, 
Offensive game ball goes to my man Jared Goff. 21 of 29 passing, 306, 117 QBR rating, one touchdown, and your first career win. And it comes at home in front of the crowd at the Coliseum. So big ups, Jared Goff. Welcome. I hope this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg and you're ready to take on the rest of this season. So Jared Goff, you get my offensive game ball. Now switching over to the defense side of the ball, I'm going to go with my man LaMarcus Joyner. Four tackles, all solo, and that big pick six that he had. Um, The guy was all over the field. It was his first career interception. He takes it to the house. Um, Again, the guy just plays. He's violent. He gets the ball. He's aggressive. You listen to McVay talk about him. He says he has that same type of attitude on the practice field. He's just a ball player. So um, pickups to that guy for coming in, uh, making his first career interception, being all over the field, four tackles, all solo. So my two game balls, Tuesday game balls, go to uh, Jared Goff and LaMarcus Joyner. Don't worry, Rams players, if you didn't get a game ball this week, you got 16 weeks to go ahead and make it up and get one. I know everyone wants a bear game ball, but can't all get one. Well, looking ahead on where you could win your next game ball, we've got the Washington Redskins coming in town. Yes, Sean McVay's former team. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, he didn't seem too uh, bothered by it. I think he even mentioned, um, you know, he says he wishes him luck the rest of the season, but not this week. And after this week is over, which I think, you know, he kind of became a little honest when he said he's going to be excited when this week is over. Um, He said that they're going to help each other out moving forward because we're going to play, you know, a couple more teams in that division. Uh, So hopefully the Redskins will hook us up with some inside info. So hopefully we don't blow them out, uh, you know, by 40 points. Maybe we'll just beat them by 20, you know, respectable win. And that way they'll still give us some secrets on those Dallas Cowgirls uh, for week four. But with looking ahead at that matchup, uh, kind of curious about how our offense is going to progress. Obviously, Goff had a great game. Uh, and, you know, looking at kind of how uh, the offense was utilized, we scored a lot of points off of defense. So um, we had, you know, a late rushing touchdown uh, by Malcolm Brown. But uh, Todd Gurley punched one in uh, in the middle of the game. Only had 46 yards rushing, I think it was, and another 50 yards or so coming out of the backfield catching the ball. Um, but here's a quick little rundown of um, our wide receiver position. It was a big, big topic coming into the season uh, with all the acquisitions that we made. You know, how is it going to go? Who's going to get the playing time? Where's the ball going to go? Um, and if you look at it, here's just kind of a snap count, uh, you know, percentage based. Uh, Robert Woods led the team with 66% of the time. Um, you know, he was getting snaps. Cooper Cup took 60% of the, of the snaps. Uh, Watkins at 58 Cooper, Pharaoh Cooper, that is, uh, took 34%. Then we had Josh Reynolds. Uh, again, he made one catch, the big 39-yarder down the sideline. Uh, he was getting 20%, 26% of the snaps. And then our man Tay-Tay, Mr. Tay Austin. Uh, I was excited just to see him on the field. I know uh, a lot of people are throwing him on the bus. He took 11% of the snaps. I kind of expected that, that they were going to work him in. He didn't play at all in the preseason. Um, he's been kind of having those injury problems. So didn't expect him to you know, bust into the, the roster and, and you know, take up 50%, 60% of the snaps. So not a big surprise for me that he was at the bottom of the list. People are looking into that a little bit and saying, 
oh, McVeigh and the, and the squad are already kind of limiting him and blah, blah, blah. But I think it really is just getting him back into the groove of things. So you should expect uh, that number to increase. He'll probably kind of maybe slide into that uh, Farrell Cooper role at the 35%-ish snaps. Um, and if he can really do stuff with the ball and, and be productive, you know, he'll work in there and, and get a, little, a lot more play. And we'll do probably some more, you know, four wide outs and, and put him in the slot and work him in the backfield and, and find clever ways to get him the ball, you know, even to maybe doing some punt returns and kick returns, even though uh, Farrell Cooper took most of those duties uh, on the kick return side. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically the, the breakdown of how, how our wide receivers were going. Uh, Cooper Cup again had a brilliant game just watching some of the highlights that the Rams had put up uh yesterday uh just kind of re-watching a lot of those things you know him making the one-handed catch on the sideline then turning up field and and getting more yards uh kind of a fun stat about Cooper Cup he's played in three games as a pro uh and he has three touchdowns so basically every time he plays the game he's gonna get a touchdown so if you got him in your fantasy team go ahead and plug and chug get him in the game uh, I know I had him on my bench, and I'm probably going to slide him up because I had a couple guys that didn't perform so well. So who would have thought Cooper Cup would be the fantasy stud uh, alongside of Jared Goff with the L.A. Rams and then that defense? I think I saw in my fantasy league they put up like 30 points. And if you guys don't play fantasy football, 30 points is a lot from anybody, let alone your defense. So amazing job done by those guys and a little bit of uh fun fact fantasy football for you uh i'm a, I'm a player myself i am in three leagues probably not smart i went two and one so gotta give props to that and actually just won my uh work pool on the monday night tiebreaker and points so hey uh gotta love football when you can't get enough that you're doing fantasy office pools podcast i'm a football guy so um, pretty excited about that. I'm really excited to see the Rams get a back-to-back games to open the season in the Coliseum. I think that's going to be huge for us. Um, last year, we were the most traveled team in the NFL. And again, this year, we will be the most traveled team in the NFL. So we've got to take advantage when we're at home and we've got these opportunities to win winnable games protecting your house. And winnable games isn't just a game, a game at home early in the season, but it's against the Russian Red Team team. Lost a lot of their coaches down. They're two dynamite wide receivers in Sean Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Um, and then on the decent side of their ball, they really have never, uh, not never, but in the last you know year or so, have been pretty inconsistent on that side. So um, those are winnable games, especially at home, early in the season, when everyone's coming off of, you know, preseason and not having their starters play a lot uh this is a good opportunity to jump on them jump on them early so i would love to see our defense going in there and being aggressive again and and uh hopefully scoring some points again and helping us out just real quick i know i mentioned the redskins loss last week i'm just going to kind of touch over a few stats that kind of will give you a little inside uh look at kind of what they had in front of them last week they had the philadelphia eagles they ended up losing the game 30 to 17 couple things that jumped out of me when I kind of reviewed the game. Uh, they went three for 11 on third downs. Uh, side note, the Rams held the Colts to zero for 11 on third downs. Uh, so teams coming in didn't perform well on third down last last week. 
and we performed awesome. So hopefully that matchup leans again in our favor. We can put some pressure on Kirk Cousins. Uh, hopefully we can keep them with a low percentage there. Uh, they only had 264 total yards. 200 of that was passing from Kirk Cousins. Um, they struggled mightily in the run game, uh, as did we, in a sense, last week. Uh, but we were able to counteract it with our defense and, and golf throwing for over 300 yards. But their leading rusher uh, last week was Rob Kelly with 30. And he tied with Kirk Cousins, who also had 30 yards. So never good when you're a quarterback, unless it's Michael Vick from like, you know, seven years ago, uh, is leading your team in, in rushing. So um, another thing that they didn't do very well, they were minus two in the turnover ratio. Again, we all know that the Rams were plus in, the, in that turnover uh, battle. So hopefully, again, that leans in our favor. But looking just kind of briefly at the way they played, how their stats break down, um, again, I see it just kind of all piling up on the Rams side. Um, I talked about this as a game recap last uh, episode as I talked about uh, the three phases, you know, offense, defense, and special teams, and we had won each one of those phases in week one. Um, going into this game, looking at it as a preview, I see us with an advantage in three phases. I, I think our defense is better. Um, our offense seemed to move the ball better. Um, and, you know, with the the weapons we have at wide receiver, I would give us the check mark there as far as having the advantage. And I think probably 90% of the teams that we go up against uh, we're going to win the special teams battle if we can continue to play that we did week one, uh, especially with our studs like Johnny Hecker um, and you know Greg the Leg hitting 50-yard field goals uh, and guys getting down there and making coverage tackles. So um, we'll go a little bit further in next episode, um, breaking down the game. I'm actually going to have my co-host from Rams Podcast join us. Guys, I really appreciate you listening to the daily podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to this. That way you get these updates whenever we post. Again, I'll be doing this about five days a week, typically uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, Always come in after the games, do the breakdown. We're going to try to get some guests on here, have some cross-promotion through the Lockdown Network. If you guys haven't experienced much of this Lockdown Network, go ahead and take a look around. We've got some really good stuff. There's a Lockdown Fantasy. There's a Lockdown NFL. Uh, For you NBA guys, this is where it started with the Lockdown NBA. Uh, So, you know, check out the Lockdown Lakers team if that's your squad or if you're a Clippers person, either way. Um, but yeah, so we'll be doing that. I'll have James on with me, uh, next episode. I always want to say next week, but this is a daily, this is daily podcast. This is the lockdown network. So you better get used to it. Uh, and when I say you, I mean me, this is different for me. I'm usually doing once a week. So I'm excited to bring, uh, Rams news to you guys daily. Uh, we will have James on tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit more on breaking down the upcoming game and what we can expect from our Rams week two and kind of looking forward, uh, other than that, guys, I can't wait to come next week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, tweet me, at me. Um, I've just kind of took over the Locked On Rams uh, Twitter account, so make sure to go at us there. Uh, I'm also at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Uh, feel free to add me. Ask any questions. I'll talk about whatever you guys want. I know we got some of the guys over from Rams Podcast. I appreciate the early follows, guys, and the listens. Um, this is new to me, so it's going to be kind of a work in progress, but I'm excited to kind of um, bring some people on, talk about Rams football, and break this thing down daily. Uh, so pretty excited. And with that said, till next time, Rams Nation, peace.
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code super 24.